This is Humans of Medicine, a podcast where we interview and learn about different types of people in medicine and research. Today's conversation is interesting if you're someone curious about how another student is thinking about balancing alternate careers alongside being a doctor. I chatted with Helena, a third-year med student at the University of Melbourne. Whilst being a gun in medicine, a part of the General Practice Students Network and Melbourne Surgical Society teams, she's also got an alter ego, exploring the venture capital and the startup world at the firm Rampersand. As two early career-curious med students, we had fun chatting about her experiences through medicine, how she hopes to combine general practice with venture capital in the future, and cool startups looking to change healthcare like Harrison.ai and Mindset Help. Hope you enjoy. I wanted to kick off with a few questions about your medicine journey so far. Yeah. So, got the classic question of what brought you to medicine? Yeah, yeah, very good question. I feel like I've answered it many times, but never <laughs> think of it. So, what brought me to medicine essentially is I've just always loved the human body. Like when I was young, um, like always reading those encyclopedias and like how the human body worked. And then when I was in, I guess, in high school, I realized I've always loved it. And I was like, okay, what's a career where I can sort of like learn about the human body and like apply what I learned forever? And I was like, okay, it looks like it's medicine. Um, I did think about allied health, um, like nursing or like physio, but I was like, okay, I want to do the one that teaches you the most about the human body. So like naturally that came from medicine. So mm. that was my um yeah, my initial reason as to what I wanted to do it, yeah. Nice, learning about the human yeah. body. Yeah. And how have you found it over the kind of, you know, last three years and now that you're going to third year, has it kind of yeah. like still been as interesting as you hoped it would be? Yeah, so going through like first year, I was like really enjoyed it. I think first year was, so how the uni structure runs is like the first year we learn about um, everything, like all the basic biosciences of how the human body works. Um pretty much everything out there. So I really enjoyed learning. It was very intense cramming all mm. of it into one year. Um, probably like one of the toughest years. Um, and then in second year, we started clinical placement. So um, in second year, it was surgery, um, general medicine, so like internal medicine and ED. So I really liked, like what I love about medicine like now is like you get to try so many different specialties um, within a short four years. You get to pretty much have a taste of most of the things in that's like available in medicine so um really love the aspect of variety that you know you get to be um shown to um but what i guess i didn't realize was that maybe like the the stuff we know about the human body is actually quite limited and like mm. after an intensive first year um of learning of what the human body does and how it works uh, I just never realized that, like from second year, third year onwards, and like watching how the doctors um, do their daily jobs, it's a lot more about application. Like you, you learn, you know, there's a certain presentation, like mm. headache, shortness of breath, and you, you try to like ask questions to find out what the patient has. Then you, look, you give them a treatment. The treatment mostly are based off guidelines that are, of course, like well researched. Mm. So I realized it's not like the active, active problem solving that I expected. At the start, when I before I joined medicine, um, I had had this image that's like you're like solving a case, like oh, what's wrong with the detective, like, right? <laughs> in, yeah, detective. But it's actually less of that. Um, it's more prescribed than I thought, um, mm. which is understandable because you know, like I wouldn't feel safe in someone's hands if they were just trying to figure out 
what I have and give me treatments with no basis. So of yeah. course, it has to be well researched. For sure. Um, so that's what I that's that's what I see. Like that's my new perspective now. But mm. despite that, I'm still like enjoying all the like variety and trying out different rotations. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, you definitely get a bunch of variety, right? When you get to yeah. try out lots of different specialties, going from surgery yeah. to helping out GPs, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Exactly. On that kind of topic of almost disillusionment, right? Um, yeah. You've talked about kind of how it's much more prescriptive than you hoped for and less problem solving. Did you yeah. find anything else disillusioning as well? Probably that part is the biggest thing that I was surprised with. Um, another one, I guess it's with any job, but um, it's just that the further you, I didn't consider this when I started, but the further you go in medicine, like becoming more specialized, the the more niche the problems you see and the more it tends to also get more repetitive, which obviously mm. some people don't mind. And they, like I've talked to people who absolutely love having their niche and doing the same thing, but doing it mm. like being the best in Australia, like, you know, treating heart conditions. But, um, which I was a bit surprised because I think my personality, I really like knowing a little bit about everything, which is yeah. probably why I'm yeah. more drawn, are drawn towards general practice. Mm. Um, mm. But yeah, that's the other thing. Um, just, that the fact that it gets niche and more repetitive as higher up you go. Yeah. yeah. And so it sounds like right now, you know, you're interested in GP. Um, yeah. Is that kind of how you see medicine fitting into your life in the future? I would say so. So um, I've got quite a few interests outside of medicine. I um, mm-hmm. care a lot about spending time with important people. I care a lot about like my random hobbies, like my cat here in the background, <laughs> uh, my little garden, photography mm-hmm. and I guess career-wise, um, some medicine also quite interested in startup space. So, um, doing general practice, I think, would give me the flexibility to incorporate those things into my life, which I like equally mm. value as medicine. Yeah, so I think that's how I, so far, I think it will fit in. But you know, if you ask mm. me again in one year, it may all change. <laughs> so that's a caveat. Very I'm much so. Yeah, we're so early that everything could change in a year, right? Yeah, exactly. On uh, that yeah, thing. recently, uh, yeah, yeah, sorry, mm. yeah. No, oh, no, I was saying I finished my GP um, placement and I really loved it. So that's a good sign. I was a bit nervous going in because I was like, if I hated it, then my my life plan so far is going to fall apart. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you decide something else. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I actually really liked it. So that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. On that then, I know you're currently working at a venture capital firm and that's yeah. kind of a potential pathway you might go down in the future, combining G- yeah. general practice as well as, you know, the startup world. Could you break down kind of for the listeners here who are you know largely in the medicine background yeah. what venture capital is in simple terms? Yeah, so simply put, venture capital is a pool of money, which you call a fund, that invests in startups. And startups, if we break that down a bit more, is just like an early company that grows, aims to grow at a really fast rate. And yeah, so not to sorry, solve a problem that hasn't been solved before. Um, so yeah, essentially it's literally a pool of money that's investing in startups Hmm. that's what venture capital is yeah makes sense and what kind of exciting startups have you seen so far that you think medical students might be interested in as well yeah um one that i really like is harrison ai um so they're a radiology (laughs) diagnostics tool um helping i guess and they're also expanding to pathology so making these i guess imagery based pattern recognition jobs making it more efficient which um I think personally going through medicine like what I think can the the thing I talked about before with things being a bit prescription based and guideline based 
Mm. Um, things like that can be made, I think, a lot more efficient with technology. For example, like radiology, you have to go through the image and find, you know, like if there's any white spots, dark mm. patches, etc. which I obviously like, hey, I, I think that a computer would do much better than with my own eyes. So things like that, I think, um, can be made a lot more efficient with like, tech. And I, I really love what they're doing. Um, mm. Pathology as well. Firstly, I hated pathology going through first year um, because I could just never tell apart the purple cells. But I'm sure computer Relatable. does it better than me. So, <laughs> no. yeah. <laughs> so Not then, at all. So then I'm like, yes, yes, the computer. Like, I feel like stuff like that should um yeah we get this computer's help but not to like say there's a debate about replacing you know radiologists with ai i don't think mm. they'll be replaced like you still need the medical knowledge and you know um but like it can be a, a really good tool like 100 mm. and you know if you can expand that into talking about preventing patient deaths and all that stuff because you miss something on a radiology that might be like a death for the patient um 100%. yeah and then another one i think would be like mindset health Mm. So they do um, hypnotherapy for IBS treatment. And like having seen, like initially when I heard hypnotherapy, I was a bit skeptical. Because I'm like, a bit, yeah, very sus stuff. <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, nah. But then um, I just happened to see their stats on how many patients actually reported the difference in their IBS symptoms. And I was mm. like, okay, this is doing something. And mm. knowing like going through there, like seeing patients with IBS, I um, always feel like a, like sad for for the patient when they go through all the scopes and realize it's not IBD, it's IBS, so mm. not Crohn's or ulcerative mm-hmm. colitis. But mm. those ones, they're like treatments, right? But like with IBS, it's the diagnosis, like exclusion. Like if you, if you have nothing else, you, you have mm. IBS. And it's mm. very wishy-washy on how you can get it treated, it's mainly just symptom management. So a lot mm. of people suffer. But with like a startup like that, you know, it like really changed the patient's life, like at least mm. from their self reported surveys that they feel that the symptoms improved that traditional mm. western medicine couldn't help with mm. so mm. i think it's quite awesome like what things like that can do and like you know if you're a venture fund and you sort of gave them the capital to help them scale and help that many people i think that's mm. impactful work yeah mm. that's awesome i know yeah. that you're not only interested in medical companies but it's really cool yeah. to kind of see how you know your background or you know your some of your learnings kind of translate into that real world practice yeah. of like how startups can solve problems and i think yeah from that as well you know in startups you're kind of at the edge of um what might come in the future and in that sense i think it's quite mm. interesting that being in this space helps you see how medicine might change in the future as well already with mm. you know harrison ai when you're talking about it it sounds like the role of the doctor is shifting which has a huge implication of how we as medical students should think about our careers in the future so that's that interesting yeah. intersection curious on that as well how do you yeah. i know you've written a little bit about this as well but how have you found your experiences in medicine translating into your role in vc right now yeah so i think other than when i'm talking directly to medtech or biotech health tech founders it doesn't um directly translate like so mm. far from my experience um obviously it does when we have founders in the health tech space and i can really understand the terminology they're using in the hospital system, even just knowing like the software Cerner, I don't know if you guys <laughs> use that, but that's like a medical, yeah, the mm, software, yeah. Um, just knowing that was like helpful and I could explain it to my um, like senior associates on what, like tra- almost translated the, the core mm. for them. Um, But I think what, I guess, like it, that helped me in both jobs is like having a really 
curious mind. So that's, that's what I would say. I initially joined medicine because of curiosity about how the human body worked. And I think mm. that sustaining that curiosity translated well into VC because because you, you a lot of times you see startups in so many different industries and fields. It takes a lot of curiosity to like have the drive to understand how they work, how they run, and a lot of curiosity to un- like ask founder questions that might not be so obvious. Like, oh, why did you start the startup? Mm. Like, you might yeah. ask something deeper, and that takes curiosity. And I think having that curiosity would make someone a better investor. I, I like I'm not an investor yet, but I think that watching what people do, the ones that do well, are curious mm. and mm. ask questions that people don't initially think about. So mm. I think I mean that curiosity translates well. Yeah, curiosity served you well in both of those kind of career pathways so far. Yeah. And it sounds like yeah. everything curiosity is pretty good for. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm curious as well. No, curious. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> terrible joke. Terrible joke. Um. <laughs> What made you want to try out VC specifically and not go into, you know, let's say an early stage startup or founding potentially yourself? Yeah. So uh, when I always knew I liked the startup space because I just liked problem solving and sort of like owning the problem solving yourself and seeing it, seeing the rewards from it translate directly. But in second year medicine, I actually joined my friend in a tutoring startup. And working in this space, like, I think part, like, I ended up leaving the startup for a few reasons, but one of them was that I realized tutoring wasn't, like, my life's project. It wasn't my yeah, passion. Yeah, so um, I didn't like that part. But another part is I realized that, um, at least for now, before I find that life's project and that one thing I'm so passionate about, I would commit my life to, to work mm. on, which is mm. what I think makes a good founder. Mm. Um, before that, I realized I just really like looking at startups and, like, hearing pitches, looking at pitch decks. It honestly just like makes me happy, like breaking down, hearing part, like what the problem they're trying to solve and how they're trying to solve it. Like when I was like before I got into Grandpacent, I actually like went to so many like pitch night events or like demo days from like accelerators just for fun. Like sounds like the nerdiest <laughs> thing, but I think it's so fun to yeah. see like what problem people are trying to solve and how they're trying to solve it. Yeah, just to like break that down in my head or like think through it. I think it's super interesting. So, um. Mm. I, I would consider being a founder one day, but I really need mm. to find that one spark I haven't found mm. yet. I, probably, I think it takes a bit more life experience to find. But mm. so far, I think it's great being the VC side of things where you get to see so many different startups and talk to different founders. And that's almost like what my hobby oh, yeah. was anyway. So really like it. Yeah. That's where you Pretty want. cool. Yeah. Pretty cool when your hobby becomes your job, eh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you feel like as well then, um, let's say you do find that kind of like life's passion, right? Which I'm sure yeah. is down the line. Um, what would that look like in terms of your career, do you think? Do you think you'd want to kind of still keep working in venture capital or found or have work as a GP as well on the side? How would that fit in? Or a bit too early to say right yeah. now? Yeah, it might be too early to say, but I've had to like have a shot in the dark. Mm. Um, ideally, what it would look like is, I would work as a GP for a while, gain some of that clinical experience, um, and then probably pivot to run my own startup for a while if I if I do find that spark. And then eventually, I do want to come back to venture because I just really love like working with different startups, many startups at once. But oh, yeah. I think um, if I have had that life experience as a GP and also have had that life experience working in a different startup, perhaps a couple of different fields like consulting or whatever. Um, mm. I end up doing I think that makes a better investor just because mm. you have more holistic view on how the 
whole system works, the whole business system, business ecosystem, the world in general, how it works. Um, before I come back as an investor and um, yeah, investment founders, I think I'll I'll come back after a big circle of trying different things. Yep. Yeah, get back, come back yeah. full circle to venture capital. Full circle, exactly. To kind of wrap up this startup segment, what kind of problems are you currently most interested in that startups can solve? Um, yeah, it's a really good question. I don't have a specific niche question, a problem that I'm interested to solve, but I just have a pretty broad mm. um answer, which is something that I kind of touched touched on with before as well. Like, I think a lot of things in medicine, you know, being so guideline prescription based, I think, um, and also memorization based. Like sometimes in med, like I find it a bit, um, a bit like I just question like existential mm. crisis. Like, why am mm. I memorizing all these things when the answers are already online? You know, yes, yeah, um, classic. Yeah, like you know what this nerve is, what that muscle is, and like mm. what this medication's mm. indication is. You know, um, mm. you have to memorize it for the exam, but it's already online. So why am I spending time memorizing it? So that's the question I yeah. have. Um, and yeah. also just working as a doctor, things being, um. Mm. Um, more guideline based I'm just thinking ev- everything in this category where it's um, uh, just like memorization guideline based can be better done through I guess like technology so mm. AI or any sort of tech that can make it more streamlined and you don't mm. need human capital on the stuff where it's already existing but mm. in the wards like I see that patients are happiest when the doctors spend more time talking to them sure. and doctors find all these ways all these strategies like for example, a consultant once told me that if you, when you speak to a patient, you pull up a chair and sit next to them, they'll perceive that you've been there for twice as long as you have. So oh, we really? can see, wow. yeah, so we can see that doctors don't have time to talk to patients, but they're trying all these ways to like yeah, almost yeah. pretend that they are talking to patients. So yeah, there's yeah, this yeah. really need to like spend time with patients, but time is spent doing like admin jobs and mm. um things that I think technology can do better. So I think replacing sure. this stuff with efficient tech would be something that I'm very interested in pursuing yeah, or solving. Mm-hmm. But no That's solutions cool. yet because um, we know there's so many regulations of hospitals and it's very hard to push a startup through the government system. 100%. Yeah. And like hospitals have yeah. so many things to spend their money on. What makes yeah. this piece of technology actually move the needle? Awesome. Thank you so much for taking us that into that little foray of the whole world of venture capital and startups. Um, yep. I wanted to wrap up with two short questions. Yep. First is, what's your favorite piece of content that you've consumed recently? Um, okay, so hard to find a favorite, but the, one of the recent things I was, I guess, reading is a book called 8020. Um, and I just really like the concept of trying very hard to find out where the 20% of your effort is giving that 80% results and trying to be more and more efficient with your time. Because so I mm. just personally, I'm trying to do a lot of things and I think stri- striving to become more efficient is a really important thing for me. So I think learning the principle, which I knew before, but really applying it and trying to dig, dig through and find out what the 20% is will be mm. very helpful. So mm. um, yeah, reading the book kind of pushed me to start thinking about that. Nice. And final question here is what's the biggest piece of advice you give to a first year medical student? Yeah, um, on that, I think um big person on a big uh, on efficiency and work smart, not hard. So mm. uh, I think when I was in first year, I was a bit like working too hard. So uh, over the, I guess, like next two years, I try to learn to be more like of a smart worker rather than a hard worker. 
mm-hmm. because my incentive with that is that um, you can use the time you save to explore like what else is out there in the world. For me, sure. that's startups and venture capital. So, you know, especially if someone got into med and the undergraduate degree is in the bio uh, biomed science space, then you kind of, other than high school, haven't really been exposed to other subjects or other fields, which, you know, you, you may love, like you never know. So I think work smart, not hard, and save time and use that time to explore something else would be very, very valuable. Oh, yeah. Thank yeah. you so much, Helena. <laughs> it was awesome catching up. Yes, nice to chat to you as well.